right, welcome in Home Dogs Podcast Conference Championship Weekend. Oh, we're down to the final four in the NFL. Mike, Mark, and Travis with you as always. So sad we're here, but so excited at the same time. Just coming off one of the all-time weekends in the NFL playoffs. You know, what? Maybe not the best games. Obviously, we had one of the most incredible games in, in Chiefs Bills, but overall, just the entire experience this weekend with the, every game ending on the last possession. As a better, you you can't ask for anything more. Well, I guess as a better, you can probably ask for some blowouts every once in a while instead of having to sweat everything out by the skin of your teeth. But uh, man, it was it was a crazy weekend. And if if you followed us, we at least gave out some winners uh, uh, at Home Dogs on on Twitter at the Home Dogs Pod. Uh, we went three and one in games that uh, we played as a group. Not all of us participated in all those games, but if you listen to us as a whole, we went three and one. So uh, much better than the the gloom and doom that was uh, with us after Wild Card Weekend. So, Trav, uh, you were you were certainly sad last weekend. What what were your emotions uh, this past weekend from a betting perspective and just from a football fan perspective? Yeah, I mean, from a football fan perspective, as you said the games were great. I mean, I don't think that close games always equate to being good games necessarily. Like the um, you know, the Packers game was kind of slow going and I don't mind a defensive slugfest, but it was just kind of a lot of you know, nothing was going on for a while, but then it ended obviously in a crazy fashion. And then, you know, the Bucks Rams game, I mean, the Bucks were atrocious in the first half and the Rams did everything they could to let them back into the game. So the last, you know, quarter of that was fun and you could kind of feel the momentum building. I, you know, I'm very disappointed and sad that, that Tom lost. Um, and it sounds like there's some shit going on down there. So, We'll see what happens, but the football was a lot of fun. The betting was was definitely more fun this weekend, um, and I think it, it'll be a it'll be a fun weekend coming up. So I'm looking forward to it. Now we we all had the Chiefs, the three of us, uh, reluctantly probably taking them on Sunday, just afraid to go against Mahomes, less than a field goal. I felt myself even rooting for the Bills as that game was winding down. What about you, Mark? That that was tough tough way to watch Buffalo go out, but obviously happy to, to cash that bet with Kansas City. Yeah, I, I don't think I was leaning towards rooting for Buffalo at any point. I don't know. I, I find the Chiefs like a very likable team. Uh, but yeah, that game, that game was phenomenal. And just, you know, speaking to the, to the whole weekend, I feel like, you know, to Trav's point, we had like a defensive struggle game. We had kind of snow involved in that Packers game, which was fun. And then the, the comeback game and then the back and forth with the Chiefs and Bills. So like a good mixture, I think, of, of games for a football fan. Uh, to enjoy over the weekend and they were all i mean they were all coin flip games we said it last week the only game that we had conviction about was the titans and that shows what we know uh, about playoff betting which is absolutely nothing so probably got lucky with the other three bets mark uh, you were on the rams trav and i sat that one out so kudos to you because they really they really dominated that game and deserved to win and uh now we got two games left this weekend afc title game nfc title game Kansas City hosting the Bengals. That's your first game on Sunday at three o'clock. The final time we'll get to hear Nance and Romo this season. I know that makes a lot of people sad. Tony, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Vinovich is the referee in this one. So uh, nice to see our old friend Bill get a get a playoff game. He's usually pretty good to us. Cincinnati is getting seven points here on the road after their upset in Tennessee. Over under is fifty four and a half. I still haven't made up my mind here. I think if it gets to seven and a half on the weekend, I'll probably pounce and take the Bengals and the underdog. Joey Burrow, five and one against the spread as a road dog this year. Uh, the Bengals beat these same Chiefs back in week 17, which I don't like. I feel like uh, some magical here is happening with, with Kansas City, but you couldn't have a bigger spot for a letdown game than after uh, what they did to Buffalo on Sunday. So. Trav, you've been uh, talking about how Joey Burrow is is your dog to bet on, and and we seem to never profit off it. Are we going to do it this weekend? 
I don't think I'm going to take Kansas City laying seven. I'm still really hopeful that we can get a hook here with Cincinnati at some point and get the seven and a half somewhere, although I'm getting less optimistic as the week goes on. I think I would probably jump and take Cincinnati plus seven. Of nothing from a football perspective, but it just feels like a, lo- a lot of points. I think Burrow's tough. He'll keep him in the game. You know, he could be down 14 and he can drive late. So I, I just... I, I can't see myself taking Kansas City minus seven in this situation, but maybe I'm maybe I'm just so square. I mean, yeah, I'll just leave it at that for now. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm like a little bit torn. I, I feel like it seems like the sharp side is uh, uh, Cincinnati. It seems like, like you said, Mike, the or high percentage money is on Cincinnati, but the bets are on Kansas City. I was just kind of thinking back to like when these teams played, I think it was three or four weeks ago in Cincinnati, like Kansas City was up pretty big and then, there was a lot of like fluky, like long, like third and 28 conversions, like multiple times in the game. I think there's a bunch of defensive pass interferences. I, I saw somebody uh, posted on Twitter today that, that Vinovich, uh, him and his crew have called the least amount of defensive pass interferences uh, this season. Um, nice. So I was thinking, I don't know, maybe, maybe the NFL kind of chose that crew because they, they do want the Chiefs to advance to the Super Bowl. I, th- I think that would be definitely higher ratings for the league, uh, not to get conspiracy theory. Uh, going, but um, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Kansas City, but scared off by the trends. And yeah, I, I do think the Bengals is probably the sharper side. And those trends are, we should, I don't know if anyone said them, but 65% of the bets on Kansas City, 85% of the money on Cincinnati. So that's pretty stark. Although I think last weekend, the divisional round, a lot of action or a lot of those trends changed, you know, over the weekend. I don't know if the Sharps are waiting here or, or yeah. what. Maybe we just take the trends at face value, but I don't, I mean, I think what I'm going to do, I'm definitely going to take Cincinnati in the points. And then I'm probably going to take Kansas city to beat one of the, the uh, NFC team that I don't bet on uh, in the super bowl at, you know, plus two fifty, plus 300. Wait, you, you can parlay that, that future bet with that. Is that no, I'm not parlaying. I'm just saying I'll take them separately. So I'm going to take Cincinnati in the points and then separately do Kansas city to beat an NFC team in the super bowl. I, I didn't realize you could you could make that kind of bet. That's interesting. Like is that, that different from just taking the Kansas City as a futures bet to win the Super Bowl? Like right now they're plus one thirty to win it all. Yeah, well you can pick who you who they're going to beat, right? So I'm going to pick a side in the NFC game, and I'm going to have my Super Bowl matchup be the two teams I don't take. And I'm going to have Kansas City winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I see. I see. Oh yeah, right now on Fanduel, uh, KC to beat the Rams is plus two sixty. KC to beat San Francisco plus four thirty. Yeah. Um, so so if 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 you you get one of those teams wrong, you lose that bet. Correct. But again, this is a hedge hedge yeah. for you. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. <clears throat> I, I'm probably going to do a tease with this game. I'm assuming all of America is going to tease Kansas City down to either pick them or, yeah. or minus one. So does it make more sense then to tease Cincy up to like plus 13 or 14 and then take the over, I would imagine? I mean, I, I'm guessing everyone's taking the over in this one too. But if you can get Cincy like plus 13 and then the over under around like 48, is that better than just teasing Kansas City down like everybody else? Or am I getting too cute? It's tough. I don't know. It's a good question. I, th- I think that is going to be a popular teaser for sure. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. This over under open 50 and a half, it's already up to 54 and a half since getting pounded. And like I, you said last week, Mark, I mean, when we brought up the Kansas City Buffalo over under, like that number was so high and you're like, you got to just go over and you were absolutely right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they scored 25 points uh, with under two minutes left. Yeah, right I know, but <laughs> bailed it out. you got there. <laughs> I know. blew through it. This is an interesting set I came across was Chiefs defense in their last four games against non- Big Ben teams, 30.5 uh, points allowed, 407 yards allowed um, per game. So uh, that, that defense hasn't looked great unless they're playing a, a crappy offense like Pittsburgh. And I, I do think Cincinnati could move the ball. Could, could move the ball. So 
seems, yeah. seems to make sense that the over-under is kind of shot up a little bit. Yeah, I've already been eyeing a ton of prop bets, which maybe make me more excited about this game than the side. Just I, I'm excited to maybe take all three of the Bengals receivers to hit their over in yards and Boyd, Jamar Chase, and, and Higgins. Maybe even parlay all three to, to go over Burrow passing yards. The one I really like the most is Joe Mixon over 27 and a half receiving yards. In week 17 matchup, he had seven catches on eight targets for 40 yards. And then uh, Mixon to have 40 plus receiving yards is plus 182 on mm. FanDuel. So I did like that. You can also bet Mixon total yards over 88 and a half. I, I don't know. I feel like he could have a big game. Yeah, I definitely had Boyd written down as a touchdown scorer and it take him to score two plus touchdowns with the only thinking and it's pretty basic. But, you know, the Chiefs did a really good job taking away digs uh, over the weekend and then Davis yeah. exploded. So you know, I think Burrow has that ability to find out, find the guy that's open as opposed to zeroing in on a single guy. So Boyd to score two plus touchdowns. I didn't write it down. I think it's plus sixteen hundred. Do you think it's going to be Boyd or Higgins? That's what I can't decide. I don't know. I mean, Boyd to me runs further under the radar, so that's why I like him a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, if Kansas City's going to be it without the Honey Badger, that secondary looked terrible. I mean, certainly in the last two minutes of that game against Buffalo last week. So I I kind of like that. For the Kansas City side, Hardman and Pringle to score separately, not together. Um, Hardman plus 300, Pringle plus 190. Yeah, both of those guys, I feel like, have have come on like the second half of the season. Yeah. They've kind of put it together, it seems. God, I can't believe they won that game. What, what do you guys make of like Tennessee just laying an egg last week? Pretty, disapp- pretty disappointing. <laughs> I don't understand how you can sack somebody nine times and lose. Yeah, like and, and I didn't understand what the like the offense just couldn't get it going. That was they had was this weird. game for the taking, and they ran that stupid Derrick Henry on fourth and one up the middle when everyone in the world know they were going to do it, and that was it. Well, let, let's be honest too. I mean, the, a play that totally changed the game is the penalty on the extra point that they go for two and don't get it. I mean, if you yeah. just kick the fucking extra point, it would have changed the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, not for Abel's finest spot, especially all the love that we've given mm. him on the pod this Again, year. I mean, but we know he's good as a dog and not good as a fave. So. Yeah, you no. said it last week on the pod. You said it. Yeah. 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 Uh, whatever. This is probably a more fun game, even if it's going to be a blowout. At least Burrow's never really out of it, whereas if the Titans got down, I feel like they're just completely done. The Cincinnati defense has been pretty good, too. And it's interesting. I feel like if, and I could have this totally wrong, but if the Titans had been in this game, the over-under would be like significantly lower than it is now. Yeah, yeah um, I agree with that. And I'm just not sure. I, I think the Cincinnati defense has been really good. Do you like the under here, then? No, I don't want it to. I, I'm not going to okay. talk around with that. but Because you could tease the under up to 60. I know. like That I'm kind of interested in. I'm almost yeah. interested in teasing both sides. So doing one with one one with Cincinnati in the under and one with Kansas City in the under. <laughs> Just try and get in the middle of it. I mean, there's only two games. I'm gonna have a thousand bets going this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I you know what? I, I don't recall this many prop bets being available on like these playoff games. Do you think that's just like gambling increasing, or, or maybe I'm wrong? I'm misremembering. Yeah, We've definitely been a, the last couple of years have been available. The ones that fucking smoke me are like the little. You know, you go on DraftKings or some of these sites and it's like, I don't know, just making up a Boyd and Chase to combine for 95 receiving yards or whatever. And you're like, oh, yeah, how could that not hit, you know, at plus 130? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I took money here, a little one. money there. I, yeah, I took yeah. all of them and I just got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> I, the what, what astounds me is that the like individual prop over-unders update during the game. So, I mean, clearly computers are doing that. There can't be a human at each of these places no. yeah, doing that not. like it's amazing yeah 
I, I don't have the wherewithal to even get involved in something like that. But if you do like some of these overs on yardage guys and they have a slow start, I guess you could get involved live. It's just so much to monitor when the game is going on. It's crazy what you can bet on during the game. No, I was just saying, like, it's, it's just hard for me to kind of keep track during the game, like of the prop, prop bets, at least. I mean, I'll, I'll look at the live line sometimes, but I, don't know, I feel like I'm just so like engaged. It, it's hard to kind of think about those props. Yeah, definitely. You got to like write them down to track. I mean, the tough part too is like if you have four or five different accounts and the app's going, it's like I don't remember which account has which bets in it, and then like it's impossible. You get you know you get logged out every time you switch over in the app, so that it's brutal. Yeah, so you got to yeah. write it down. But um, I mean, thank God I live bet. I did actually get involved. I should say I got involved with the Bucks when they were down. I got them at plus six and a half and plus thirteen and a half live. And nice. Then, so that that worked out a little bit. It wasn't a lot of money, but. I feel like I just text out the live lines to everyone I know and don't actually end up doing it. (laughs) That's probably why I put it in. I saw you send it out. Let's do it. I mean, that Uh, would have been, if I can just let my mind wander for 10 seconds, I mean, letting Brady come back in that game and having him get over the hump and like winning would have been a fucking amazing outcome. I mean, just down 27-3. And then for the Rams, like, what would you do? Like, can you imagine the conversations we'd be having this week if the Rams gave up a 27 to three lead? No, I know. It's crazy to think about. After giving up whatever, 17 nothing to the Niners in week 18. How do they let Cooper Cup get so open? God. Disaster. It was a great throw. It was a really great great throw. You got to credit Stafford for sure. And the Rams had four fumbles and almost lost. Stafford played well. So I feel like the regression's got to be coming this week because that's two good weeks in a row for him. And he hasn't done that all year. So, I mean, we all bet if we want to move on to the next game, we've already all locked, I think, San Francisco plus three and a half, probably sprinkled in some money line as well. Betting on Shani owning McVay, six and oh, in their last three uh, years, Shani over McVay, seven and three overall and against the spread. 630 on Fox, we got Carl Sheffers, the ref in this one. So two good referees on Sunday. And just a, a quick shout out to John Hussey, who was the official in the in the, in the Chiefs-Bills game. I, I, we've done nothing but sing his praises all year long he's our favorite referee in the nfl and just a clean clean fucking game didn't never got in the way never did anything wrong the guy is just a true professional and i love him so thank you john Hussey. bravo yeah he was great i i really like the niners here i i know maybe it's you know people say it's hard to beat the team three times in a season but mike i think you threw out the stat in our text thread this week that it's been done plenty of times i i just think this line should be closer to like two or, or two and a half um, I feel like you're getting extra point of value. Scary though, because I feel like everybody thinks that. But maybe not. Maybe who who wants to bet the Rams after what they just did? That's my only scary thing. And Jimmy G just wants to throw a pick six. He tried to do it like eight different times on Saturday night. Granted, he was in the cold. Um, thankfully, he's going to be in a dome now, so that gives me much more hope considering uh, what he's had to to play in. I mean, I guess at Dallas is is pretty easy too, and he had some terrible throws. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but. Can't get harder than playing in Lambo at night on, on Saturday. Yeah, he he gets like shit on so much. Um, I, I don't have the stat in front of me, but somebody was talking about the record that Shanahan has with and without Garoppolo, and it's 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 pretty remarkable. His his win loss percentage is is really high. I I may have the number wrong, but I think Jimmy's something like nine and zero when he doesn't throw a touchdown for the Niners, <laughs> which is remarkable. That it's is either insane. that or seven or seven and two. I don't know. <laughs> wow. So like, I'm on, I'm definitely on the Niners here. So I'm going to take Kansas city to beat the Rams in the super bowl at plus two sixty, just as the hedge for all of this. But I, I don't why, know. Why not take the Rams to win it all as a hedge too? I don't know. 
I just don't see it happening. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So obviously that's what's going to happen. Cause like you said <laughs> in the text thread, it's like, we're going to bet against the Rams every week and they're going to win it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The only thing that just gives me pause and I'm not going to come off of the Niners here, but just devil's advocate is this three and a half. They're just begging you to take the Niners. And that, that worries me. It thought just that feels about like, the Bengals low last week, right? Thought that about the Titans. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. It just feels like this is the sharp square dog. Hmm. Yeah, it could be. No, for sure. Um, McVay's definitely due to, to beat Channy one of these times. Um, they were up big in that week 18 game against them uh, before they blew it. Um, when he ran on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 55% of the bets are on the Rams. 54% of the money's on the Rams. So who knows? I, I feel like at least San Francisco won't be a popular dog because, I mean, their offense was atrocious and they, they won on a block punt. So it's not like you're buying them high. Right, they didn't even look that great against Dallas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they're a pretty popular dog whenever they're around. I may be wrong. I, I think people are still high on this Rams because they have all the kind of sexy names like Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, Odell and Beckham. Beckham. Yeah, and Beckham. Um, uh, yeah, it seems like they're kind of a publicy team. I'm kind of concerned. I mean, I think they had four fumbles last week, which they all lost. So maybe there's some regression there. Uh, this mm-hmm. week, but yeah, I'm just hoping the regression goes to Stafford interceptions and not fumbles. Yeah, so. that's true. That's um, true. But division matchups in the playoffs, the visitors are 15, eight and one against the spread since 2003. And the team with the worst record in that division matchup is 14, six and one. So, wow. Great stat. Yeah. Hmm. Giants over Cowboys stands out to me in 2007. Yeah. Uh, touchdown scores here. I do like Higby plus 210. I like Jennings plus 360 for the Niners. Um, and then Juzak or whatever. How, what, what, what's, how do you use check? Use check. Yeah. I was thinking Johnny Juzang, <laughs> the UCLA basketball player. Um, use check plus 600. I like, um, I like Jimmy G's over passing yards, 222.5. Seems low. Hmm. I feel like Shaney knows how to carve up whatever they're doing with the Rams. And then I like every single Kittle over, I think is over under regular over under is 52 and a half, but then they have like Kittle to have 60 yards is plus 136. Kittle to have 70 yards is plus 205, 80 yards plus 310. I would just take maybe a sprinkle of those. I just feel like we're due for a monster Kittle game, especially if Debo's a little banged up. I would agree we're due because I feel like he's been pretty quiet the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, didn't really look at any Rams props, but I probably should take Beckham to score because I know he'll score and annoy me. So just last three games for for Kittle, which I agree he's due. So I, I like getting involved here. But last week, four catches, 63 yards. Week before that against the Cowboys, one catch, 18 yards. And then the last week against the Rams, five catches, 10 yards, remarkably. Wow. Yeah, he's due. I'm just looking at props right now for this game too. Um, I see Cam Akers, uh, 61 and a half rushing yards. I think since he's been back from injury, he's run 46 times for 106 yards. So that strikes me as really, really high. So I kind of like the under there. Yeah, Niners uh, front four has been pretty awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still scared of their secondary, but I've been saying that for weeks and they keep on winning. So I think I've been saying that since like week 11. So, and they, they just keep winning. So I have no idea. Maybe they're, maybe they're just good now. What, what's the Super Bowl matchup you guys want outside of betting? I mean, no one really wants to see the Bengals in the Super Bowl, right? 
So, it would be a ball. I mean, if if they get through this game, they're going to be. I don't mean popular from a betting perspective, but like the little engine that could. I mean, I think people will be all over the Cinderella story. Yeah. I, I really want the Niners to win this game, but I also don't want to see them in the Super Bowl, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I kind of hear you. I, I get it. Yeah. Like, it'll yeah. be more fun for me to be anti Rams in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Kansas City, well, the Rams is kind of an interesting matchup. Yeah, that's. It would be interesting. And I mean, we just it, had KC San Francisco, so yeah, yeah. Maybe that's cool, but in the Kansas it, City Rams throwback to the Monday Night game a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bengals 49ers, I think this is like the 40th anniversary of when they played in yeah Super Bowl. So that'd be well, cool. no, that was 88, wasn't it? They, was they played in two. They also 82 and 88. Okay, all right, got it. Um, one of those was the John Taylor game, I think. I, I think it's 82. And I think yeah. that was John Madden's first Super Bowl. I think I heard that this week. Call oh, it. right, right, right. Over under on this one's 46. Uh, I'm not going to mess with that. I'm not good at totals, I've learned, over the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the unders hit, though, except for the last game, right? And we did give out some positive under stats last week on the pod, and I still managed to bet a couple overs. So, good for me. Screwing that up. I never know what to tease. And it's like DraftKings lets you tease. Some other apps let you tease, but then FanDuel makes you parlay like the alternate lines. It's all very confusing. It is confusing. It is like a Niners Chiefs tease. Is that too square and obvious? Probably not good enough odds. That's Plus what that. everyone's going to be teasing. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you unless, d- unless you're teasing Rams through the zero, I guess square Joey, Joey squares could be doing that. If you t- if you tease the Niners at three and a half, would you settle at nine and a half, or would you give the six and a half to get to ten at least? Mm. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I think I think it would go up to ten. It's an it's an interesting set of teams. I will say, I mean, I think we texted about this over the weekend. It's a little frustrating that I think we all like Burrow a lot since he came out, and obviously he was hurt for the majority of last year, but we never really got the chance to profit on him. <laughs> it's like. They've covered uh, there's their six six straight games, um, including yeah. their playoff games. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Wow, we're well, obviously taping this on Wednesday night. Just want to get a NFL coaching search update. It's pretty weird that no one's been hired yet, right? I, I think it's really bizarre. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's strange, and I think we've discussed this too. Like there are now more openings than there are reasonable coaching candidates. So if I were one of these teams, I would try and get my guy quickly because you don't want to get stuck with one of like the sixth, seventh or eighth or ninth coaches taken in this cycle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people are really going to be stretching. I, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, not necessarily hidden names, but like names that aren't being talked about as much. Like I think McDaniels could eventually land one of the jobs. It seems like Harbaugh could as well. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there's some under the radar candidates. that's probably not being talked about. It's interesting though. Both of those guys have been mentioned, I think for the Raiders. And that's kind of the only place I've seen either one of them. That's true. Uh, Harbaugh yeah. a little bit with the Bears, I guess, but I, I would be surprised if he makes that move. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what to make of it. I feel like, yeah, it's kind of different this year with the extra week, but like previous years, you, you would have hires by like January 15th and then maybe like in the January 20s, you, you'll get other hires. But yeah, it seems like each team's taking a lot of time to make a decision, which is weird. Like somebody's yeah. going to have to get excited about Dan Quinn. He might be the first one like off the board. I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, it's, and what's going to happen is, you know, these guys are going to agree and get out of the 
search before they actually announce something. So as an example, I'm not, I have no idea, but say Dable already knows where he's going to go. I mean, I think he's the number one candidate as we've kind of gotten, as this has proceeded here, but like he's going to be off the board before maybe it's announced. And to your point, Mike, someone may announce like a Campbell or a Jim Caldwell or something and be like, what the fuck? But you know, a handful of these guys may already be just negotiating contracts somewhere. I will say <laughs> as a Giants fan, we were sitting here on Wednesday, the Giants are interviewing Leslie Frazier for the second time on Friday. And I don't know why we would be waiting that long for that. Like, can just hire someone before then, please. <laughs> Yeah, no. I guess they can only do one a day. They do they're doing Flores on Thursday and then Frazier on Friday, and then supposedly they'll announce it on Saturday. So oh, you, you think they will announce it on Saturday? It'll like yeah, yeah, I think they will. Cause I, I was I heard or I don't know if this is actually true or not. I read this like on Twitter. So take it for what it's worth, is that the NFL doesn't want coaching hires being, you know, named like close to these games because it doesn't want to take away oh. from the games. But, but someone's gonna leak it if, yeah, it, if yeah. it comes out. Yeah. Um I don't think, yeah, no team will officially announce anything on Sunday, but Saturday's an off day, whatever. Yeah. I feel yeah. like they'll... Yeah, I mean, oh the, the, the Jacksonville one is kind of bizarre to me. It's, it sounded like it was Leftwich earlier this week, and then it seems like Jacksonville's still interviewing candidates. They're interviewing uh, Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers offensive coordinator this week. I, I just thought it's kind of really strange what's happening there. Yeah, yeah it's bizarre. I mean, the Texans didn't hire Cully till like months after the season ended, so I guess you can wait. Well, and Dan Campbell was hired like... 54 weeks ago or something like it's been way over a year and no one's been hired yet. It's bizarre. Yeah. You mentioned Jim Caldwell. I was like, someone tweeted this, that if you take away that two and 14 year he had in, in Detroit, which probably wasn't his fault, like his resume is pretty damn good. Well, no, what I, I mean, I think he was 24 in Indy. He was 24 and eight with Peyton and two and 14 without Peyton. Oh, it was two and 14 in Indy. That's right. I mean, I'm sure he had, he could have had a bad year in Denver and Detroit too, but I mean, he did get them to the playoffs, which as we said, was that's a very significant accomplishment that should he was 36 and 28 in four years at the lions. That's amazing. Yeah. Made the playoffs. Yeah. Made the playoffs twice in Detroit with Stafford. Well, he had Stafford and Calvin Johnson. I mean, he had a hall of fame, Yeah, yeah, which, you know, bite your tongue, but a hall of fame quarterback and receiver. But overall his record is 62 and 50 as a head coach. You take away that two and 14 season and he's 60 and 36. It's pretty freaking good. Yeah. What won the Super Bowl as the, the Ravens offensive coordinator too? Right. It's, it's weird. It, it I don't, I don't like... want him as the Giants. Anymore, I feel like <laughs> well, if, he gets, yeah. if he gets a job somewhere, I'm excited to bet on him at least. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you guys can have Brian Dable as Giants coach, who, who would be your number two? I guess the Brian's going to be Flores or Dable. I'll be, I'll be happy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The problem <laughs> is if you get past that, then I'm, I'm going to be shit out of luck. I'm sure Leslie Frazier is a fine defensive coordinator, but <laughs> he did not speak during the game. And no, that, he, no, no. Every he time made, they cut to him, he's just glaring at the field. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe there's nothing he can do at that point. It's like he set the game plan in motion and he's just there, but like he's never yelling at anyone. He's never talking to anyone. He's just standing there. We also know what it looks like is with him as a head coach, which isn't horrible. I mean, it was fine, but like, if you watch that game on Sunday, would you rather have their offensive coordinator or their defensive coordinator? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 I know. I mean, the Dable resume is really, really impressive when you look at it. That I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. No, no, no. I mean, so he was with McDermott at William and Mary when I don't know if Tomlin was there or not at that point as a player. I think it was after Tomlin, but so he was there with McDermott. And then he goes to Michigan State with Saban and then the Pats, you know, for a period of time. You know, Mangini and the Jets. Mangini and the Jets, Mangini and the Browns, 
Tony Sperano in the Dolphins, then Kansas City before, I think, before Andy. And then back to the Patriots, won a national title in Alabama as their offensive coordinator in 2017, and then with the Bills. Like, he's won five Super Bowls, or he's been involved with five Super Bowl wins and a national title. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. He's ready. Why would he pick Tua over the Giants? I'm, I know there's some reports <laughs> out there that he could be leaning to Miami. Like, who wants to go coach Tua? Maybe because he knows him from Alabama, but come on. Yeah, I don't, don't want to get, like, it's not the time of year to be optimistic about the Giants, but I do, I mean, Daniel Jones has skills that are not at Josh Allen's level, but, like, he has those abilities. Yeah, he can run. Yeah. <laughs> and he can pass, he can throw deep. You just never had time or the play calling to do so. So, yeah. uh, whatever, we'll probably end up with, like, Leslie Frazier or Todd Bowles, and that'll be it, so... <laughs> Is there a way to bet on where some of these coaches are yeah, going? I see odds. People post them on Twitter, but I don't see any like the New York sports books. They don't have posting that. any of that stuff. So I have no idea. seems like a waste of money. Although I'm like, says the guy betting on Australian open yeah, I was gonna, before I, he I, goes I, to bed. So and <laughs> um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to bet on that. I think it'd be kind of fun. The Australian <laughs> open or the coaching? Well, both actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm taking Berrettini to beat Nadal. If anybody listens to this before the men's semis on. On Thursday night, I feel like it's good value. What's the other semi? Do you know yet? The other semi is Medvedev versus Tsitsipas. Um, That's a toss-up. And what about the women's? I saw we had an American woman. Two Americans in the the semis. uh, Collins, Daniel Collins, and uh, Madison Keys. Oh, wow. But but the number one player in the world is uh, Ashley Barty from Australia. So I feel like she's on a mission to win that thing at home. The anti-Nadal, is that Federer-related? I know you're a Fed, Fed fan. No, no. I'm actually okay. like in on Nadal now. Um, okay. Just because they're such good buddies. And I've enjoyed Nadal, the way he sniped at all this Djokovic drama. Um, mm. But I just don't. Nadal is like making all these, like after each match, he's like, I can't believe I won again. I'm just so happy I'm going to be able to compete here again. And he just played a really grueling match. And this guy, Berrettini, kind of flies under the radar. So mm. I just think it's a good... I think Berrettini's like plus 180 to win. I just think that's pretty good. What's Berrettini Italian? Player. Yes. Okay. Really big hitter. Um, not your typical Italian player. So, <laughs> All right, there's our tennis sidebar. Uh, <laughs> Mark, let's do some trivia. Uh, sure. Yeah, who's so... in, before we get there, who's in the chair for the semifinals of the men tomorrow night? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my next life. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Yeah, that's a great. Well, they don't even call anything anymore in tennis. It's the most it's amazing all, system yeah, ever. Electronic. It's all robots. It's incredible. Yet, like, I you can't even like... argue. <laughs> Every year at the U.S. Open, there's some drama where the umpire and some player get into it, right? It seems like that's it's gone now, though. Of, I know it hasn't happened yeah. the last five years, though. I feel like there's been something each Until year. Until this, yeah, this 2021 was the first year of this completely lines, oh, completely linesman free, lineswoman free. It's just yeah. robots. I mean, I guess some was there can call foot faults. That's right. really it. So, yeah, yeah. Or pace or, of or, play. or you get warnings for pace of play. Yeah, right. yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So yeah, last week I had asked the listeners, uh, who was the youngest quarterback to, uh, win a Super Bowl, And I think we did get an answer. What did Jeff, Jeff Kung say, Mike, do you remember? Yeah. He guessed big Ben and he was right. Big Ben, big Ben is correct. Big Ben did it at the age of 23. He won Super Bowl 40 with the Steelers. They defeated the Seahawks 21, 10, uh, Heinz word was the MVP in that, that game, but, uh, Roethlisberger was the, the winning quarterback didn't play great. But uh, yeah, nice, nice shout out to, to Ben. He's probably played his last game in the NFL. Uh, bonus points if you guys can figure out who the referee was for that for that Super Bowl. Mike Carey. 
Mike? Uh, Tony Carrenti? Bill Levy? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, so that, that, that was a controversial Super Bowl in terms of refereeing. This was, was why I brought him up. A lot of penalties. If you, if you talk to Seahawks fans, they'll be very disappointed um, with the referee in, in, in that Super Bowl. Um, okay, moving on to you guys this week. I have a lot of trivia questions if we need to fill time, but I will start off with one. I had this teed up for last week because I thought the uh, the Titans were going to win. I was assuming they were going to be a home underdog this week uh, as the number one seed probably be facing Kansas City. So I was curious if you guys can name the last time there was a home underdog in the AFC or NFC championship game. Hmm. We are tied going into this week, so uh, I won last week. So, Trav, you're up first. Oh, man. That's a, that's a tough question. Uh, home dog. You know, it might be hard to, uh, I guess, remember matchups. So yeah, that's where I'm struggling. Who did the Bucks beat last year? I don't know if this is right or wrong. Packers. The Packers. Yeah. Pa- the Packers were minus three in that game. Oh, right, because they were on the, yeah. Ah, I, that, okay. I don't know. Packers. That's, still that wrong. Was, uh, okay. A home dog. Yeah, I'm not sure the best way to, to do this because it is kind of hard to actually think about it to remember past championship games. Is it um, within the last, like, it's, it's in the last decade. Sorry. Yeah. There was actually two in the last decade. Um, I'll even give it the line. <laughs> One okay. was uh, plus four and a half. Probably not going to help. Is it the Niners when they went to the Super Bowl last? It is not, sorry, not when they last with the Super Bowl. Uh, no. The previous time they went to the Super Bowl, they were the favorite in the game, road favorite. Not the last time the Niners went to the Super Bowl, but this, the time before that. Mm. Yeah, I, I just have no idea. Okay, should I just don't tell you guys? I, I, we can move on to other Yeah, let's see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take this one out. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we won't edit it out, but it'll yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So the Niners in the 2012 year? Yes. Yeah, I can't. I, that's, I, I couldn't yeah, think of it. Like, how are you going to remember that? Yeah, it's kind of a silly question. I think about it. Who did oh, they, the Falcons. Who was it? Falcons, yeah. They were, Falcons were plus four and a, four and a half at home. They lost uh, 28-24, so they did cover. Hmm. And hmm. prior to that, the Bears in 2010 were a home underdog against the Packers. You guys remember that? Remember that? That was Jay Cutler's, I think, first or second right. year in Chicago. I remember that. They lost that to the Packers, who I think won, won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Um, so anyway, okay. All right, moving on. Yeah, let's get stick with the playoff theme. Let's get four points for the for this question. There's going to be four four answers. Name the four players that have played the most playoff games in NFL history. I will revert back to you, Trev, for this one. Well, you can get your, guess your boy first. Brady. Brady's one. Oh, that was the gimme. Okay. Forty six games. <laughs> Might be forty seven. Might be forty seven now. I don't know if it counted last week. Absurd. McCordy? Nope. Not Devin McCordy. Montana? Not Joe. Bradshaw? Nope. This is uh, all players, right? Not just yep. yep. There's three more players. Elway? Uh nope. Not John Elway. Ray Lewis? Nope. I like how we're going all over with the guesses. I like it. Peyton? Uh nope. It's not Peyton. Vinatieri. Vinatieri is correct. Oh, great call. He's number two with 32 playoff games. <laughs> 40, 46 to 32. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to Gaskowski. I don't know. Yes, that's that's correct. He's number three. He's tied for number three for 29. Wow. Um, 
Nicely done. Morton Anderson? This is all kickers? <laughs> no, it's not Morton Anderson. Okay. I love that guess. That, <laughs> that was really good. Um, Two Patriots kickers. God. That's remarkable. Peyton Manning was number five, for the record. That was a good guess. How many was Peyton? Peyton is at 27. McCordy, number 11. 24. Mm. Gronk? Not Gronk. That's a good guess, though. Breeze? Uh, nope, not your Breeze. I like that guess. I was I was noodling that one around. Mm. Jerry Rice? Jerry Rice is correct. Uh, damn, I was going to be next. Nicely done. That's a 2-2. Two, two. Kept it tied. I don't want to... We can check the tape, but I was lucky to go first with Brady. That was kind of a freebie. Maybe that one doesn't count, but I think I had Brady, Gaskowski, and Rice. Oh, you yeah, got yeah. three. You, you got, got three, three there. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, Brady may not. Maybe that that was easy. No, no, I mean, Brady. No, 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 no. He's up. You're up two now. You're up two. It's fine. <laughs> two and a half. One and a half. Yeah, two and a half. One and a half. Um, I, I do have one more. I'm just going to do an audio, just because I think for the Ooh. Super Bowl week, I'll, I'll do a bunch of audios. I want to do a test audio this week. All right. This is an audio clip that there's two people talking. You'll really only hear one. I'm only going to give you credit for the person that you who you can't really hear. Okay. You guys ready? <laughs> yeah. Who who is talking in that clip? I mean, Belichick's talking to somebody. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear what he said the first. Um... I can play it again. No, well. You, you have a guess or? No, no, no. I mean, I don't have a guess. But no, I'd hear it again if that's okay with Mike, but if not. Yeah, let's hear it again. Mons, can you get the audio figured out, please? And <laughs> four. I, th- I think I know the answer. I don't Go. even know if I need to hear it again. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Gonna, we gonna play, play it again. We'll play it again. Okay. Can you look at the scoreboard? I mean, there's only one. There's only a couple Masons I can think of. It's not the Steelers' shit quarterback. I, I, Derek Mason, no? Yeah, it's Derek Mason. Great call. Nice. That was in the uh, the 2010 playoffs. Um, a little back and forth between them. That's right, during the regular season of, of the 2010 season. Mm. That's good. Good stuff. Uh, but yeah, for Super Bowl week, I'll, I'll have a bunch of audios prepared. Um, probably do a better job preparing that, but wanted to test it out this week. Or why aren't the kinks for the audio trivia section next week? Do you want to send the listeners out with one this week? Yeah, I got a fun one. So kind of a, as us Jets and Giants uh, fans move ahead to the the NFL draft, uh, I stumbled across this kind of fun question. Can you name the last time the NBA and NFL number one pick came from the same school? Um, if you know the answer, tweet at us at the Home Dogs Pod. Um, just repeat the question for the listeners. Can you name the last time both the NBA and the NFL number one pick uh, in the same season came from the same school? That's a great question. Hmm. All right, we're going to noodle on that. You send us your, uh, your guesses at Home Dogs Pod on Twitter. We will tweet out our picks on Sunday. We've already all taken the Niners plus three and a half and some San Francisco money line, but we'll get some fun props out for you as well. 
and uh, tell you which way we go in the AFC title game. And then uh, we're going to take a much deserved week off next week for the bye week. And then we'll be back for a monster uh, Super Bowl 56 preview show with all the prop bets and uh, Mark's audio trivia section. So we will talk to you in two weeks.